Uh, hey guys, it's Brutes here, uh, coming at you just to explain today's format. Uh, if you're wondering why it's a little bit of a shorter episode by comparison and, and wondering what's going on, it is part of our bracket series in which we're going to be trying to crown what we believe to be the best rock band of all time. We are joined by uh, guitarist Cam Thomas of Ultimatum, uh, the band that James is also in. And uh, the three of us are just going to kind of go through it and, and see what we can do. We used a, we used a, a bit of a different uh, criteria when it comes to sort of tie-breaking other bands, but ultimately tried to do sort of a combination of the technical ability of the band, their their resume for what it is, um, you know, awards, sales, all those sort of things, and, and kind of come to a consensus if we can uh, – on certain bands it's easier in some spots than others and and you'll see with certain divisions it's uh it's 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 easier than others but uh you know we try to do our best so today is part one of a four-part episode uh we try to get to the bottom of the american division and uh we hope you guys enjoy it man talk radio yes talk radio it's so boring man okay. mamma mia yeah. mamma mia For Thursday, May 7th, 2020, this is the Laced Up Hockey Quarantine Podcast, and uh, I am still James Cole. Uh, I'm Bruce Battaglia. I write for a website about sports, and there's no sports right now. And uh, we're also joined by... Cam. Cam Thomas. Thanks for having me, guys. Cam. Cam, like share. Like, yeah, one name. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bono. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cam, we're uh, really happy to have you on here. Um, uh, lead guitarist of some local band called Ultimatum. Oh, yes. Uh, wow, you've made it sound like it was going to be lead guitarist of Sum 41 there, though, is what I thought you were going to say. But Yeah, true. Um, yeah, no, uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, being with us today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, how is uh, how is everything going? This is quarantine season. We're in the thick of it now. Quarantine. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's like like I mentioned earlier. It's kind of you know just adapting to it was the was the biggest challenge I think. But now it seems to be really busy. Um, and the days seem to just be flying by. Just like most people, I think, sitting in the waiting to see what the next next game plan is as far as you know things going back to some sense of normalcy but uh yeah no like i said the days seem to be flying by and adapting to this this kind of this way of doing things for right now i guess when you have to still technically uh go to work and do your job the the days would fly by uh for the rest of us it's just absolute torture it's it's march 3042nd yes uh, as far as i'm concerned <laughs> i've heard both I would sides say, of the equation for sure i would say the first uh 85 days flew by for sure <laughs> The last few, um, anywhere from two to seven, I can't tell the difference anymore, have been like me. I shit you not, I ate dinner at six, we were recording this at eight, and I kind of twiddled my thumbs for about ten minutes. Like, I literally just kind of sat there, not watching anything, not doing anything, because it's just like, sick of watching stuff. I'm sick, I'm sick of it. I'm done. Had enough. At least... 
at least the weather's getting a little nicer. We can, uh, and I had a barbecue this evening actually. Mm. So, um, we got that to look forward to, I guess. Uh, thought about buying one of those propane tables so I can imagine that I'm having a, a fucking bonfire in my backyard. <laughs> right? Technically, technically not a bonfire, no. but yeah, it's cl- nice little closest loop. I can get to <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, Cam, uh, a noted non-hockey fan, joining the hockey podcast this uh, this week. Uh, but uh, as has been the case the last few episodes, not a lot of hockey talk uh, uh, to, to discuss. There's not much going on. Uh, sports in general has halted to a stop, unless you're uh, a fan of the Korean baseball league. Um, Cam, are you are you missing? You missing any sports? Are you, uh, you into anything? You have time for for any of that fun stuff? Uh yeah, definitely a football fan. Um, haven't really. The onus hasn't really been on sports lately. It's been it's been elsewhere. But uh, no, I, I understand how obviously this epidemic is impacting you know the sports and entertainment world. And I know that a lot of people are pretty eager. I think to have things get back to back to normal so they can kind of tune into that stuff. But uh, currently, yeah, I'm not I'm not missing a whole lot in in that in that world to be totally honest i guess it's not really football season no no exactly <laughs> well that's that's one thing for sure but just, uh, this is what they call the off season generally yeah so. <laughs> yeah so business they as had usual, to do I their guess. they had to do their draft from home which is just any other draft for all the players because all the players just stay home for the draft every year anyway yeah so not not much that different. Yeah, yeah. They, they made it into this thing like it was going to be like super different. And I was, I was, I shit you not, I was watching the NFL draft, thinking to myself, how how do they normally do it? Like this feels like this is is this what they normally do? Like and and I I don't understand the concept of having these big event drafts anyway. I think the TV thing was just as good. I think it was fine. You know, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I'm, well, I'm, I've heard really, good things. I don't really pay attention to it, but it was on. <laughs> just twiddling my thumbs. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, not not a lot of sports going on. Um, it's been it's been slow going. Uh, if you're the uh, proud owner of a uh, sports based uh, podcast, um, we should probably get down to the nitty gritty. The reason that we're all here, um, point blank. Uh, Cam, how do we get Shaw to be a sponsor of the podcast? That's Ooh, that's the only wow. reason you're here. Oh, like, that's I, it. Eh? I totally, I totally lied about the the bracket thing. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to get. You've got to be like president by now, right? <laughs> president of Shaw. Close, close. You know him anyway. Yeah. You know him. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah, what's I do. the holdup here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make a few calls after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Good. All right. Well, no, that's no promises, the show. but. That's the show for this <laughs> week, show? so okay. we got a new sponsor. <laughs> it was all a ploy, I see. <laughs> Should be good. <laughs> this, this week brought to you by Shaw Communications. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. Our, our episode this week is a uh, another another fun-filled bracket episode. Uh, I say that uh, not really knowing if anyone is enjoying the brackets oh, that we're doing, just, but we're going to keep doing just them. Just in time so. for March Madness, so... <laughs> <laughs> No, we're we're really we're really happy to have Cam for this one. It's uh, right up his alley. We've got the best rock bands uh, based by country, and uh, we're gonna go through that. And and like I said, Cam, you're the you're the guitarist, you're the musician, the 
the the band aficionado, if, if you will. So I, I'm really excited to see you get really passionate about uh, about all these groups and, and tell us why none of them should be here in the first place and how we were listening to the wrong types of music. Yes, so. exactly. I, I'm looking forward <laughs> as the only one not in a band to like being super pissed when like Thin Lizzy wins this bracket somehow. So <laughs> <laughs> don't don't sleep on Thin Lizzy. Now. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I I like me some Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you know, highly underrated. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, fuck. For sure. This is going to happen, isn't it? I can already feel the upsets coming. Oh, yeah. Then Lizzie to the finals. I'm oh, calling oh, it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Cam was adamantly upset that there was no strokes um, right. appearing in the American division. I do so. like the strokes a lot. I, I don't I don't know if I consider them a top 16 seed, but they're fucking pretty sick. They are. Yeah, especially with the new album. It's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's actually pretty good. It is. Yeah. Worth a listen for sure. There you go. I say that like I'm surprised. Like they have, they haven't had a bad album. <laughs> but, like you know. No, I'll, well, what the one thing I was concerned about is like you know 2020. Like they haven't really released anything in the last you know couple years. Anyways, it's been a while. But uh, no, I was pretty happy, especially with the second single that dropped. How it's it is definitive strokes, right? It's yeah. they stuck to that formula because you never know with these alt bands, right? You never know what they're gonna do. They can get really experimental, which is exciting too, but I was pretty excited to see yeah. that they went with their signature sound. So. Well, and especially, like you said, like with the Strokes specifically, they've been known to kind of dabble in, in experimenting a little bit. And, and it's usually good, like I said, but um, yeah, you never really know. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys just want to just turn this episode into like a Strokes appreciation uh, type, of, yeah, type of thing? Yeah, fuck, or? you know? We can, I'll take can... it wherever you guys want to. <laughs> yeah. See now it's good for your uh, benefit, James, that you left the Strokes off because it would have been Thin Lizzy versus the Strokes in the finals for Ooh. best band. That would have been that's, yes. so you dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know if that's going to play well with the listeners, but uh, could be worse. I guess could be worse. Could be very worse. Yeah, could be like Imagine Dragons versus Ooh Murder yeah. Five or something. Oh, Not good. Yeah, fair. Not fair. good. Um, yeah, okay, so we're going to start with uh, the most important country in the world, according to them. We're going to do uh, the U.S. of A uh, group uh, first. We're going to kick things off there. We're going to start with the play-in matchup. Um, so we got two bands here that, uh, you know, uh, vastly different types of rock, uh, but uh, they're looking to, to fight their way into to the dance. They want to they wanna sit at the table. Uh, they want to party with the big boys, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna break this down. My Chemical Romance uh, recently reunited um, against System of a Down, uh, recently reunited. Um, I will give the honors to our guest Cameron. Uh, between the two, uh, which band do you think is better? Who's who should move on? Mm, that's a tricky one, actually. Um, are you a fan of either? Uh, band? You know what? I'm not an avid listener of either really i do enjoy system of a down my chemical romance has a few songs that i like as well i would probably i think i would lean a little bit closer to system of the down on this one just because they were you know kind of a staple in that late 90s sound and i always i like listening to them because you never quite know where they're going with their sound it's very explosive it's very yeah diverse you know and um i think that excites me as a listener just hearing all the kind of the sudden Oh, twists and oh turns. You, you mean the two-minute song called Cigarro that sounds like it's about a cigar, but it's actually about uh, Serge's dick? Yes. Yeah, you never really know where they're going to go. <laughs> yes, right? true, very true, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I, and for that reason, I like, I like music. Um, for, for that, re- not, not that. <laughs> and point. for Serge's dick. Uh... <laughs> not that, this might be a bad time to say that. Hey, but... He's got a lot of songs about his dick, man. There's yeah. Nothing, there's nothing wrong. He can do what he wants. But the one thing I do hate about certain styles of music is the predictability aspect yeah. of it. And I think that's the one thing that they bring to the, one of many things they bring to the table is they're not predictable. Um, you know, you kind of, you're halfway through the song and you still have no idea of where it's going next. That's exciting. You don't even know who's going to sing next in, in many cases. No, exactly. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I would go All with right, we got one, one, one vote for uh, Sod. Uh, can we get a vote for MCR there, Mr. Brutes? Um, yeah, it's a tough one for me. Like we're talking about two of my favorite bands. So, um, I, I think with my chemical romance, what they did was, was not invent a sound, but kind of perfect a sound and a genre that they were already kind of a part of and more or less departed from it with that last album before they broke up. I think without that Danger Days album, this is the, they're not even on this. They're not even close to this. I, I think that album kind of set them above because it showed that they could do something different and still be MCR. So mm. I have a lot of respect for that. Having said that, for basically every reason Cam gave about System of a Down, like they're just creatively they they're bordering on genius. So I think that they should get in for sure. All right, System of a Down is going to take it. Um... For what it's worth, I, I probably would have gone the same with System of a Down. So well, we can, I guess, in, in effect, call it a uh, clean sweep. Fair enough. Okay, so we're going to move to the top of the bracket now. Um, and we're going to jump through this. We're going to try to hopefully uh, <coughs> agree in most cases and uh, keep this relatively painless. It's, it's no fun when friends fight, especially uh, when it's being recorded for other people to listen to. Um... So we're going to kick things off. We've got the heavy hitters and the one seed, uh, the Eagles, going up against the newly crowned uh, play-in winners, System of a Down at 16. Um, Mr. Brutes. Yeah, it's, well, it's the Eagles. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't just pick the bands that I like. Otherwise, it's going to be fucking Third Eye Blind would be coming out of the American division and they're not even a top 40 band probably in this uh, format so <laughs> nice. I, I, I you know I, I, I'm willing to admit the Eagles are fucking amazing and they beat System of a Down here so yeah the Eagles fair enough uh, I, I've got one for the Eagles do I have two for the Eagles Cameron yes of course I, I'm Ooh. a massive fan of Joe Walsh um, big Joe Walsh yeah guy. I like the harmonies they use I mean Hotel California Amazing album, just an amazing album from start to finish. That's one of the classic staples. I feel like you can, you know, sit in a dark room, throw that on the turntable and listen to it in its entirety and it takes you on a journey. So, um, but not even the song. Like, I, I feel like that, that I love the song, but the, the, there's, I think there's even stronger songs on that album, to be honest, maybe not as iconic, but uh, wasted time being a good one. But uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, I think, Fuck. I think the Eagles are, I mean, Yeah. You don't, you don't agree? Fuck, fuck. Cam, Cam, Cam is going to just school us on all this stuff. That's fine. Wasted time by the Eagles. It's like, all right, that's that's not everyone's going to be familiar with that see, one for See, James, sure. the, the thing you need to realize here is that uh, this is very much what's happened with the brackets so far, is it's it's one possibly smart guy against two idiots here. 
So uh, you and I can still prevail here. It doesn't mean Cam's going to get his way. It's just it means that <laughs> it means we are wrong. He's right, and maybe the bracket turns out worse. That's what I like. Means. I like the possibly before it gives room for error on my end. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens here. Yeah, right? we'll see. Night's still young. I, I understand yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we got the number eight seed, the Doors, going up against the number nine seed, Green Day. I'll say I'll, I'll I'll preface this by saying I, I think these are two bands that uh, showed up on their respective timelines to give a big middle finger to the rest of the country. Uh, I think that's one thing that they definitely have in common, um, and uh, for that reason, I'm I'm gonna go Doors because they did it first, and <laughs> they're just a little bit more iconic in my opinion. I, I think Green Day's um, at their height. You know, there's definitely an argument there, but they've, in my opinion, they've really dropped off the last uh, last few albums here, and um, it's it's become more of a, you know, a, a quick buck for them as opposed to sticking to their roots and 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 doing what they're passionate about. For for me, that's my opinion. So I'm 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 taking the doors here. Yeah, I would say, I would say, like once again, I mean, there's there's no wrong answer with these. I mean. It depends because it depends what you're basing your answer off of, right? Like what criteria you're following. Because, uh, you know, Jim Morrison as a songwriter, he was a poet first and foremost, right? He, you know, he wrote in a different sense than most artists. I think he, it was like almost like a, he was a singer by mistake. You know, I think it was, he was more. <laughs> any, anybody refer to Billy Joe Armstrong as a poet, perhaps? Is that a, maybe, no, no, maybe, probably not. Maybe eh? himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know what though? Lyr- lyrically, he's not an idiot, but he's, he's not Jim Morrison. <laughs> No, true. I mean, I and I respect what Green Day did for punk, especially in the early 90s, as far as the revival and kind of rebranding it, you know, making it American or bringing that American twist to it. Um, you know, especially with Dookie, you know, that was kind of a landmark album in the early days, you know, with a lot more to follow. But as far as the impact on music, I think The Doors, um, they were riskier. I know the Sullivan show when they went on there and they talked about, mm. you know, the higher lyric and Ed Sullivan suggested that they don't do that, but he went and did it anyways. I feel like they were rebels, um, you know, kind of before that was was in fashion. So I, uh, for that reason, like I said, I think Doors had a bigger impact um, on music as a whole, not just not just the genre necessarily, but just on music as a whole. Because I, I, f- I hear a lot of artists crediting the Doors for, you know, being an influence in their writing styles or an inspiration for them. So I'll go with the Doors as, too, as well. Fair enough. Weird that the bass player took the band that doesn't have a bass player in it, but um, I digress. Uh, clean sweep there, Brutes, or are you going to make a, well, a, a last I, 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 Yeah, I I probably would have voted Green Day, um, not because I'm saying that they're the better band, though. I, I just, I, I, I've mentioned it on the, uh, the podcast before, I think. I don't... Um, if I were to read The Doors, I like The Doors. But if I have to listen to The Doors, I don't really like their music. Um, having said that, I I would rather listen to The Doors than most of what Green Day's done in the last five years. But um, <laughs> I do there like is. Green Day's American Idiot and 21st Century Run. I think it redefined their sound in a positive way. Their early stuff's very iconic. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of theirs, but I definitely have more of their songs on my on my iTunes. So, up next we got uh, Nirvana at five against Linkin Park at twelve. Um, 
somewhat surprised when I was putting this bracket together. Uh, I, I took sales into account a little bit because you know I can tell. Obviously, if a, a, a band is popular, they're going to sell a lot of records. Is the thinking? Um, and I was surprised to find that Lincoln Park is the only band on this entire bracket, save for the Beatles, I believe, that show up in both the top ten for record sales and digital sales. Um, which I thought was kind of wild because like they obviously came in at the perfect time where CDs were still big for their first couple albums. But by the time, you know, we'd got into this digital age, they were still kind of prominent and they were still selling a lot of records. So I just thought that was a, a neat little tidbit. I would uh, throw at you guys there, uh, because I have a feeling we're not going to be talking about Lincoln park much longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Honestly, James, like I'd, I'd argue that a little bit, um, only for the fact that you know Nirvana had a massive impact on music with the whole grunge, grunge movement. But Linkin Park, I'm starting to recognize how big of an impact that they had on artists like today. Um, you know, a lot of artists using that same kind of formula, and uh, it's interesting because I, I noticed that too. Like, like even when Chester passed away and all the different tributes and stuff like that, and it kind of all surfaced. Um, you know. They they kind of like I feel like today's rock they spawned a lot of that like I hear you know especially in modern rock radio I hear a lot of people for the lack of a better word ripping off Linkin Park um, you know the same way that they did with Nirvana in the late nineties you know the post grunge movement um, so I think this is a tricky one actually because I mean naturally my natural inclination would be Nirvana of course because I mean. They changed the, you know, the face of music with Smells Like Teen Spirit, but, and never mind as, as a whole, but so did Linkin Park. Like that was kind of like that, you know, they, they shifted the the whole movement, I think, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands as well for everything that was to come after that. Right. So, right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like if I had to pick one of these two, it's, it's, it's a tough one, but I, I would have to, I think, go with Nirvana just because it would be, you know. It just makes the most sense, I guess, based on you know where the, where they're sitting and the imp- once again the impact that they kind of had on music. So, oh for sure, my guy. Yeah, um, Nirvana is uh, very much one of the biggest parts of the soundtrack of my teenage years, and one of the only bands that I think I listened to as much then that I listen to as much now. Um, they're one of the few bands that's kind of followed me as time goes on. Um, I would pick them. Uh, I'm not going to go into a huge rant as to why I'm picking Nirvana, other than I will just put it simply that I don't like Linkin Park very much. So, (laughs) they're fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Nirvana in a sweep, I'll I'll make it official. Uh, Three for Nirvana. Um, Number four, we got Metallica. Going up against number 13, Van Halen. This is a a heavy, heavy hitter a matchup here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going to go Metallica on this one um simply for uh the fact that I I really fell in love with a lot of their early work when I was first getting into playing guitar and and learning all that kind of stuff. Um I I found what they were doing um in the you know early 80s to be relative enough like sorry not relative relatable enough to the metal sound that was coming from britain in in iron maiden and judas priest amongst others um but it was also just 
different enough that you could say that it was their own sound. They kind of redefined it. They made it, for lack of a better word, they, they made it American. And whether that's a good thing or not, that's for other people to decide. But that's that's kind of how I always I always saw it. They, they, they really revamped something that was popular and they got away from that big hair, glam, rock stuff that was really popular around the same time. Um, so for that, I think it's really iconic. That's no disrespect to Van Halen, though. Yeah, I would... Uh, depends. Is it the David Lee Roth era or the Sammy Hagar era? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know what See, I mean? Like, there it is. And that's the problem, right? Like, not not to cut you off, Cam, but, like, I, I'm going Metallica having said that the fact that, um, you know, like, I, I worshipped eddie van halen as a teenager but you know i i i can only listen to so much hagar era uh i i wouldn't touch a gary sharon era uh <laughs> so yeah. like you know what i mean like ma, 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 if we're talking about their whole catalog like metallica's still making good music like they're still metallica they're still good um and van halen not that it's their fault but if we're looking at their whole catalog, like, it, it didn't work out, right? Um, so I, I love them both. Like, they're among my favorite bands, but it's it's easily Metallica for me here. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with this one because, like, you know, Van Halen obviously is, you know, iconic. You know, they have iconic I, players. I don't think I listened to a band more prior to the age of 18 as I did Van Halen. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, like, I mean, like, you know, we're talking also, you know, about, you know, the band, you know, Ultimatum were, you know, heavily influenced, I think, by, you know, early Metallica stuff, like Ride the mm-hmm. Lightning, Master of Puppets, even okay. Justice for All. I think those are, you know, despite the mix on that one, um, I think those were uh, great albums and staples, kind of, I think, that a lot of artists, including myself, kind of drew from and and you know I, I remember listening to metallica for the first time and it was just it sounded brutal i think it was for whom the bell tolls and <laughs> brutal <laughs> yeah it was like well it was brutal in comparison to everything else i was listening to like sure. in a good way it was aggressive yeah, it yeah. was mean it was yeah. um it was heavy it, it was just like the guitars were soaring but it had that real kind of like lars drum beat where it was just heavy and yeah. you know kind of it seemed like it was off time like his fills and stuff in a good way um, but it was, uh, it was just, yeah, it captivated me. Same as Van Halen though. Like, I mean, if we're talking about the impact that one of the members had on music, I would argue that Eddie Van Halen had a, a bigger impact than anyone in Metallica individually. But if we're talking about the band as a collective, as a whole, I would go with Metallica because I mean, they like, you know, like it was mentioned, they're still relevant today. Um, they're still going today where if Van Halen put out a brand new album, what would it sound like today? I think it would sound like quintessential Van Halen and, and would that, is there really a place for that today or is it a nostalgia factor? Right. So I yeah. think, uh, I think, I think having said that factoring all that in, I mean, yeah, Metallica, I mean, it's, I think that's a pretty, it's, it's a tough decision, but I think at the same time, it, depending on how you look at it, it's a pretty easy decision too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even just to go off your point, like I, I don't think we mentioned it at this point, but, um, there was a version of this episode that was supposed to come out a month ago that was with someone other than Cam, and the episode had to be scrapped. And um, I'm already learning that's a good thing, probably, because um, the other guy was just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I think I know a couple Journey songs. So, like, it worked out pretty good, right? Um, but what I would say is, like, to your point, 
there are bands on the other side of this bracket where I very much wish that, you know, they had a second chance to to everyone get along and get back together and make music now. And that's because I think there's a place for it now. Whereas, like, I wish there was more David Lee Roth Van Halen. I wish that, you know, certain people didn't pass and some of these other bands, you know what I mean, had more time. But what would it sound like? Like, having another album maybe isn't a good thing. And um, to respect with what they've put out, you know, you're right. Like, you can just go back and listen to old Van Halen. And, and I, I, think I, I think with Metallica, like, one thing I like about it is I can listen... To, I've listened to some of their songs probably... 500 times and they sound different every time to me for some reason like it's just kind of a uh that style of of music i think is just harder to predict i had to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. yeah i agree halfway through the american division we've got no upsets to this point let's see if anybody mm-hmm. um coming up can can maybe pull it off um up next we got the number six seed red hot chili peppers uh against number 11 journey um, our guest Cameron, what do you what do you like? Here? <laughs> uh not so much what I like. I uh, I mean, I like the Peppers. Like, I don't listen to them a lot, but when they're on, it's I I enjoy I enjoy listening to them. They're fun. They're fun. They're fun, they're fun. and they're funky. Yeah. I like. I'm starting I like funk. Yeah, I'm starting to realize as I you know as I kind of go through the music journey, it's uh it's cool. I'm liking a lot of those like swingier grooves and you know those bass lines that really kind of where earlier on i would listen to the more standout stuff like the vocals and the guitars and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i find lately anyways this may change next month who knows but uh (laughs) it seems to change on our in rapid succession but uh you know i i'm i'm drawn more towards that kind of that groovier drum beat and that and that catchy great uh bass line kind of thing so i mean but uh at the same time journey i mean Super, super cheesy sometimes, super overplayed. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, no, though. <laughs> but at the same time, once again, like, I mean, if you start picking apart the band, they do have, you know, they, they do have very iconic members in their band, right? Um, and they perform well together, um, you know, in a place where there was room for ballads and where the ballad actually flourished, you know, in the 80s and um, late 70s, I guess. But Primarily, I think they became ballad-based in the 80s, and certain songs became way, way too overplayed, which is a good thing for an artist because it, it shows that it's catchy, right? And they have no control over how much radio play it gets after it's released, right? They just write the song, they know what sounds good, and they release it to the public. And uh, and then people are the ones that can kind of overplay it to make you hate a certain song, right? So um, obviously, call, um, thinking of Don't Stop Believing, but uh, amongst others. Never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> amongst others in their catalog, but... Yeah, this is this is a trickier one um, because I do like a little. I, I like more of their B side songs, like their rockier stuff. I think is is good. Uh, Separate ways, I absolutely love that song. Oh, um, banger, the banger, straight banger. That one, heavy synth on that one. So, um, but if it, it's not about the song, it's about the artist, right? And I think in this in this one, I think once again, I'm going to have to go with probably the Chili Peppers. Just just because they're they're right now they're easier for me to listen to on a regular basis where a journey I have to literally be in the mood for right I have to be driving home late at night you know and a ballad needs to be played <laughs> which very seldom happens but it does happen so it's I I would go you got to be in the mood for a little love and touch and squeezing exactly I I can't yeah, have that yeah. I can't have that every every morning when I wake it's not, up it's not so. for every day it's not for every no. day no peppers um, that's my choice 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Peppers as well. Uh, I'm not gonna dive too much further into it. Uh, Flea is sick, and their drummer looks like Will Ferrell, so that's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, would it would have been a, a sweep there? Um, I uh, I would say other than Third Eye Blind, that probably Red Hot Chili Peppers is my go-to band. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say that they're, like, my second favorite band. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if I'm doing something in the backyard or if I'm studying or writing an article or doing something like that, I will throw on a Chili Peppers album and just let it go. Because I think it is very much easy listening, even though it is very chaotic. Like, I realize, you know what I mean? It's kind of of a contrast there. But, yeah, I, I'm very familiar with their discography, and I, I think that they don't have a lot of songs that I would... Um, classify as weak songs they they definitely have better albums and songs than others but i don't really think that they have anything that i find is just terrible uh journey has some i i do like journey i don't i don't love them um but yeah it's 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 a chili peppers for me all right there it is chili peppers moving on number six seed into the next round number three up next we got aerosmith at three uh, Blink 182 at 14. Good news for Blink 182. The uh, I guess the uh, Tom DeLong alien theories are all coming true now. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I know. What, a, what? Him. How did that happen? You remember when like Tom DeLong was in like 2009 was like, you know what? I'm gonna quit music to study I'm UFOs. Stopping. I'm gonna yeah. prove UFOs, and we're like, holy shit! Someone needs to get this guy some help. <laughs> and then 11 years later, it's like, oh yeah, you know this video that came out a few years ago? Yeah, it's actually UFOs. And by the way, Tom DeLong shot it, and it's like. What the fuck are you talking about? So like, is he going to come back into music now? Like he's, I, he's finished off that side project. He figured it out. He's got even, it. Even, and now it's... even though he's right, James, do you think Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker want to fucking hang out with this dude anymore? I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want any part of Tom DeLonge. If I saw him on the street tomorrow, I don't think I'd talk to him. Like he, he weirds me out a little bit. I'm sure he's After listening every to this, show, but... eh? Like, hey guys, I'm... That was great. I, I think the aliens were loving it too. Like I don't know. I was just feeling an energy up there. Man, like, I got uh, distracted during the chorus there. Did you see that <laughs> thing in the sky? And it's like yeah, it's a fucking blimp, man. We're at a music festival. Like, <laughs> um, no, I'll I'll, I'll love to Blink One Eighty Two. I think they're fantastic. But I'm picking Aerosmith. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have to defend myself. It's my podcast. It's <laughs> that's that's. It's my answer. Okay. Aerosmith. They're fucking. They're fucking sick. Don't don't what, don't what act. Say? Don't act attacked here. Like. Yeah, deal with it, guys. Aerosmith, boom. Okay. Joe Perry and the boys get some. Right. Steven Tyler, where are you at? Brad Whitford, let's go. <laughs> That's it, eh? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, it's Aerosmith for me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I prefer Blink One Eighty Two for sure, but um, musically speaking, Blink One Eighty Two is not really the most interesting band. I find um, they are interesting. But it is a lot of the same. And even as a Blink-182 fan, I can say that there are multiple songs that sound very similar. Um, same applies for Aerosmith, but it's just a little more creative, I think. So, uh, yeah, my 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 opinion would be Aerosmith. Clean sweep, Cam, or do you uh, have something to say about Blink? Uh... Actually, I know you. I know you were a fan early on. I, I have I have some points that may, may make you guys feel otherwise. I don't know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> torn, right. torn. I'll yeah, put on a pot so, of coffee. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. Oh, but, oh uh, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, I uh, 
Yeah, like, you know, much like it was mentioned there, I, I, I think if it was who do I listen to more, who have I listened to more, it would be Blink-182. Um, you know, in the late 90s, I know a lot of, you know, that pop punk thing, you know, it was kind of, it was very predictable, but I think they, they changed the game when it came to their self-title album. Um, the diversity on that album, like I can listen to that today and yeah, I actually, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I it's, still it's do. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's weird that a band would put out what you could say is their best album, like six albums in yeah like that's yeah that's pretty impressive you know and, and can i just make a point here like as three guys who listen to a lot of music if there's one comment that just chaps my fucking hide it's like when you're talking to someone and they're just like do you guys remember this blink 182 song or something and it's like yeah it's one of the greatest songs ever written like i listen to it all the time why the fuck don't you like you know what i mean like i don't i don't try to push my personal beliefs on people that much but it's like i love when i hear people just being like oh do you remember like this Green Day song? It's like, yeah, of course I remember it. I listen to it all the time. Chaps my hide. Chaps yeah, my fucking sure. hide, man. Well, uh, the thing I liked about that self-titled album is, is you know, I think it was dropped in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. And that was kind of before that... 2004, al- yeah. Yeah, that's before that alternative movement kind of became mainstream. Because I remember getting that album. I remember coming home and listening to it and thinking, I'm going to get What's My Age Again Part 2 kind of thing. And, and I didn't, right? I remember, and I was like 12 at the time. But I listened to it, and it wasn't until later on, I think, where I actually appreciated the depth of that album, because it was very diverse, and I feel like they were going that alternative route before other bands were. So I feel like they, it's weird, but I feel like like this, I've just been thinking about this recently, is I think they kind of helped spearhead that whole alternative movement that's really popular today with that album, because it was just so different. And the songs on that album don't sound the same like after take off your pants and jacket like that's where they kind of grew up and they started writing like different songs especially on that album so that that album to me today actually still stands out as like probably maybe in in the top 20 albums to be honest i know that's that's weird saying about blink 182 but no i think that's fair yeah i I think for sure like that that changed who they were and it did it in a positive way right like you hear so many bands trying to do something new and most of, I gotta say, and especially in rock, a lot of the time it's like, ooh, like what, what were you thinking? And they pulled it off, like they completely pulled it off. They they took their sound and did something, and added to it, kind of thing. And I I will add this too, like I didn't say this about Blink One Eighty Two. I like a lot of the music that they currently put out. I still think that there's merit to it. It's not amazing, but it's not, it's it's different than their earlier stuff, but it's still Blink One Eighty Two. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. So the, for that reason, like I said, I would, I would, I would say that that album was probably better, like, like in its its entirety than anything Aerosmith put out. I know that sounds really weird, even just hearing myself say that. Probably is strange, true. But but I think that that album, that self titled album that they put out as an album, is is a better album than anything Aerosmith has put out as an album. So for that reason, I think I would disagree respectfully, of course, with with your decisions. <laughs> I would go with uh, I would go with Blink One Eighty Two just just for that reason alone. Like it speaks volumes, I think, for a band that has an album uh, that's one of their most famous albums that's called "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" is somehow on the fucking best sixteen American band uh, bracket. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they're even in here kind of th- I think speaks volumes and and. You know, I, I again, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and and I, I would love to vote for them, but I, I just have to go Aerosmith here. So I didn't change anyone. James, did I change your opinion on this? No, it's still my podcast, uh, and I'm still voting Aerosmith. Okay. I, I will add this. 
There's no way either of them come out of the American division. So in the, <laughs> in the long run, I <laughs> yeah, think it's yeah. all going to come out in the wash. Uh, we got an interesting matchup here coming up next. I think I already know where this is heading. Uh, yeah. but we got number seven, <laughs> Guns I, I don't Roses. think it's going to work out for you, buddy. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, number seven, we got Guns N' Roses going up against number ten, Pearl Jam. Kind of the the merging of two different genres. These these bands were at the kind of the height of it. Uh, yes, I see a hand raised, yeah. Mister Mister Patel. I would like to request the floor. Speak away. It's also your podcast. Um, I do not like Pearl Jam. I like Eddie Vedder. I like them all as musicians. I like Eddie Vedder as a lyricist, and I actually do like his voice quite a bit. I don't like any of their songs, to be quite honest with you. Like, two or three, maybe. I like Sirens. That's that's mostly it. Uh, I I don't like Pearl Jam. I'm voting Guns N' Roses uh, for many reasons that I don't think I need to back up. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just getting it out of the way. Uh, Speaking of getting it out of the way, Cam, you want to get this one out of the way? Yeah, I mean, I can make this long, but I think I'll keep it short. I'll just say Guns N' Roses. There it is! There it is! Fair enough. James! I, I'm sure you'll have to defend them later on, uh, so maybe keep your comments for, for then. Um, Guns N' Roses moves on at the seventh seed. I would have voted Pearl Jam, just for the record. Mm, shocker. No real reason. No real reason. No? Um, Not influenced at all? No. There? No? Finally, we got one last uh, shot at an upset here. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, though. We got the number two seed Foo Fighters going up against the number 15 seed Motley Crue. Um, Cameron, uh, you didn't get to say much about that last matchup. Uh, how about you get us started here? Okay. Um, I think it's funny because <laughs> once again, like, like Motley Crue would be, you know, me when I was, you know, in my mid teens, I guess, you know, when we were starting out James, you know, in the garage days. Um, I recall. Yeah, you recall. Um, I would, I would probably go with Motley Crue then, but for me, I feel like they haven't aged <laughs> they haven't aged well <laughs> both what? both physically really? both physically and and <laughs> yeah and musically um it's not so much that they didn't age well it's that you did age well cam i think that's what it is more or less oh thank you buddy thank yeah, you i like yeah. i like that take on it yeah. but uh yeah i don't i have a hard time like they also didn't age well though no they didn't physically <laughs> vince neal is a mess yeah that's, uh, that's yeah. awful yeah but anyways i uh foo fighters um because, like I said, I don't like Molly Crew's good. I have to be in a certain, I think, headspace, and I'm just not there often lately. So, you know, it, like once again, it ba- it's based on the criteria, right? But I think Foo Fighters, like I, I think that they are overrated to some degree. Like I love Everlong. I think that song's amazing, um, and they have many others that are similar that really kind of they're talking about something like they're not just it's there's there's substance there right and i and i like what they stand for i like that they stand for and they're they're evolving well their sound is current um dave Grohl is an awesome human being i think i think he's just an excellent dude um and i like what he stands for i like how he represents i like what he represents when it comes to rock like he makes it not just he makes it he he brings substance to it he brings a certain human quality to to it that i really really like and uh, he's very honest and authentic. And I think the whole band is as a whole. Um, like Taylor Hawkins, even like his solo stuff, I think it's pretty funny. But uh, it's a separate separate topic. But anyways, I like I said, Foo Fighters, I, I would pick the Foo Fighters in this in this round for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. The Foo Fighters are two seed for a reason. 
uh, and they're doing a lot of good things right now. Motley Crue didn't do anything good for anybody ever, but uh, I, I think that when you look at where those guys came from and what they had to go through to have a career in music is absolutely insane. And like, you couldn't have picked four worse dudes to put in a room together and expect something good to happen. And then they managed to make something good happen amongst all the chaos and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, I do have a lot of respect for them, um, for, for what they tried to do um in an era that they were mostly you know they were kind of leading the way um in regards to their their type of music um and i I think any time that a band can say that it it's worth mentioning uh whether or not you think the music is good or not like someone had to be the pioneer uh I, i give them a lot of credit but yeah foo fighters at the end of the day it's it's just they're they're so big currently they're they're one of the iconic modern rock bands in a time that there aren't a lot of those. So I'm, I'm going to stick with them. Uh, yeah, I, like I realized it was a while ago, but like copy and paste my argument from Pearl Jam and put it where Motley Crue is. Like, it's the same thing. I, I like the dudes. Um, I like all of them. I think they're all really good at what they do. Um, I don't like... I, I really am blanking on a Motley Crue song that I like. I don't like them at all. Um, Foo Fighters are my probably second favorite band of all time. Dave Grohl is who I would consider my music idol at this point of my life. Um, one of my favorite lyricists. Everlong is my favorite song. Has been since I was 14. Probably the only band in this bracket that I have a, um emotional investment in i would say and uh, i this is just me previewing that i'm gonna fight very hard for them to win other rounds uh so yeah i like them fair enough man um it's it's all great when we can talk passionately about our, our favorite bands and i'm sorry that cam didn't get that opportunity um well all right, uh, back to the top. We're moving on to the uh, round of 32. We've got the Eagles at the one seed taking on the Doors at eight. Uh, Brutes, you want to kick things off here? It's the Eagles. A couple of classic, classic bands. It's the Eagles. 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 The Eagles. Is, uh, is there any heartache tonight, Cam? <laughs> I'm sure somewhere, but uh, no, um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, uh, I would have to agree. I would think the Eagles would be, you don't have to, no, I, uh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going Choosing to, to yes. yeah, <laughs> cause, uh, it, it's a tough one. I mean, you got two really influential classic acts, right? But I don't know the Eagles, like it's easy listening at its finest, right? It's like they're masters at, at that genre. So yeah, that'll that'll teach a band for never picking up a bass player ever again. Uh, the Eagles move on. Sorry, Jim. Um, yeah. Big if this big was matchup. a fucking poetry slam, maybe maybe Jim wins. But it's a, it's a music. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I would bracket, agree, buddy. So I would agree. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Morrison probably the best poet in this bracket. I'll give him that. Probably you, you wouldn't catch Glenn Fry dead at a, a, a slam poetry. <laughs> that's, that's no, no, sure. he wouldn't fare well. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC, is not a poet? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? 
Uh, this is a heavy, heavy matchup we got coming up oh, here. Oh man! Uh, num- number five, Nirvana versus number four, Metallica. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm you gonna know? put this one out of its misery. <laughs> like, no, like I just, I don't wanna, I don't wanna give a long argument because I'm just gonna talk myself in circles. I'm picking Metallica. I'm leaving it at that. It's not That's a difficult band-aid. decision, but it needs to be done. Band-aids off. Yeah. There it is, Metallica uh, for Brutes uh, Cam. I actually want to hear what you have to say, James. Oh, yeah, nice. Enough, he's, he's, he, the guest is pulling the, uh, the, that card. I am. Uh, it's Metallica for me, um, so not a lot of intrigue as to whether or not your vote counts now, but um, you asked for that. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's Metallica. Um, I think Nirvana, if they were up against possibly any other band that's remaining in the U.S., they might be moving on, but it's I, I can't I can't move them past Metallica in, in 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 all good conscience. Yeah, no, I would have to agree. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you know if I'm basing on based on what I'm currently into, it's it's tricky, right? You kind of have to look at, but it's it's hard, like it's because they both have done a lot for music. I think they both kind of shape the way that music, you know, of things to come for music beyond where they started, right? So. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like, there's a huge argument there. I mean, you know, if this was three other individuals talking about this, it could have gone either way, right? So, um, but yeah, I agree. I would have went with Metallica too. I think. Uh, up next, we got Aerosmith at three taking on the Red Hot Chili Peppers at six. It's a weird matchup. Not gonna lie. They're both kind of funky. Um, they're both kind of funky. Yeah, they got a little bit of a little bit of blues in there somewhere, and. Uh, um, a lot of similarities between the bands. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's it, it's weird to say out loud, but think about it. They're they're not so different. You and I. Um, sure. I personally am gonna go Aerosmith on this one. Uh, I like the body of work uh, a little bit more than I like the Chili Peppers body of work, and it's a really close call. So I'm not gonna talk about it too much because uh, I'm gonna get sad regardless. But Aerosmith. Well, to to make Cam the tiebreaker, uh, I will say that I'm picking there the chili is. peppers. So, there it is, all the pressure. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know it's funny because I would have picked Blink One Eighty Two over Aerosmith, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to pick possibly pick Aerosmith over the Chili Peppers. Um, only because like you know they did like they did they did write good music, and I think they were kind of like. This is a little bit of a, you know, an overstatement maybe, but, you know, they were kind of like Led Zeppelin in the States to some degree. Like, and maybe that's a poor comparison, but I feel like in the 70s when, you know, the whole, um, you know, the British invasion was still pumping music, right? They were taking that music from kind of Southern America anyway, rebranding it with their own style and, and then injecting it back into America. I think Aerosmith was one of the front runners at grabbing that when it was cycled back in and kind of putting their stamp on what was what was already there to begin with anyways with some of those early blues players so i found them interesting in 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 terms of that um so i'm gonna have to yeah like i mean their 80s stuff wasn't amazing i love like toys in the attic some of their early albums get your wings um you know i think rocks even i think there were some really really strong albums um but chili peppers are are yeah, I like I like I said I like the Chili Peppers too, but I'm gonna have to go with Aerosmith on this one. I think weird matchup. 
Okay, there it is. Aerosmith moving on. Uh, we've got the number two seed Foo Fighters against cool. the number seven seed Guns N' Roses. Uh, Mr. Bataglia, you have the floor. Uh, yeah, it's the Foo Fighters for me. Um, I... Yeah, just Guns N' Roses never really got into them to the level that I do um, with the Foo Fighters. And, and I would say, like, you know, a, a lot of my taste in music... Uh, has to do with how the sound of the the music relates to the lyrics. And I'm not saying that it doesn't in Guns N' Roses. It certainly does. However, um, you know, like I'm an English major. I'm interested in poetry. And, and Dave Grohl as a lyricist is really underrated and appreciated, I think. Um, so it, it, it just speaks to me a little bit more. Uh, I think they both rock, but just kind of in different ways. And um, I'm, I'm not on the... Uh, Guns N' Roses hating train like um, some other people on the podcast perhaps are, but I would prefer the Foo Fighters for sure. Uh, Cam, would you like to deliver your eulogy before? <laughs> yeah, the time I know time? this. This pains me because sorry, I'm sorry, Cam. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I well, I, I kind of gathered the information when you said you'd fight for the Foo Fighters, so I know. Yeah, if if like saw where the things t- are going, take okay, some yeah. solace in them losing to the Foo Fighters at least. Yeah, it's not like really. It could, be, it could be worse. Okay, <laughs> no, it, could be, okay. it could be worse. But I will say this, though. I will say, like you know, on a personal note, Guns N' Roses was like the main reason I picked up the guitar. I think they're probably, in my opinion, they're the best band to come out of America. Um, you know, for many reasons. You know, Axel's a bit of an idiot, but Appetite for Destruction. I've heard countless, countless artists. Um, accredit that for being the reason that they got, you know, into music or started playing the guitar. And it really just is one of those albums that like, it's, it's the ultimate classic album. And I, I don't love American music. Like I, I like American music. I like American blues music. Um, you know, I, I like some of that, some of that, you know, 50s, 60s blues, right. Um, which was really, really cool. And I like the traditional, I think traditional, like Southern American music, but I think as far as like things to come beyond that, when it comes to rock bands, I think Guns N' Roses was probably one of the most interesting bands that came out of America. Um, you know, I think there was a lot, there's a lot of really, really amazing bands that came out of England that had that kind of it factor. And, you know, talking about people that wouldn't typically mix in a band, Guns N' Roses was that. Beyond Motley Crue, I feel like I feel like that was just destined for failure, right? Um, you had, th- you know, basically you had five junkies in a band, right, that were trying to make it work right off the hop, which is what made that album so powerful. Is because they they stuck to what they knew. They wrote about the streets of L.A. because that's all they knew. It wasn't an act. It was just this. This was their lives. They wrote about it. They wrote a really intensely gritty album on it, and the guitar tone was perfect on it. It was just raunchy. It had everything you could ever want in a rock band. So in my opinion, Guns N' Roses, if, if this was up to me, and it's not, because I'm obviously a guest and one-third of this this conversation, but Guns N' Roses would have taken it from me, I think. They would have they would have been the best band to come out of America. And not not only not only for my personal thing, but just the the impact that they did have on music is just, just appetite. Like if they stopped there, I love the illusions albums. They were amazing too. They were like art pieces, but if they just stopped at appetite and, and quit there, they like, it was just massively iconic. Um, even the, even the B songs on that album were just like 
just amazing, right? And Axel, like I said, Axel was an idiot, but his voice, like what he was doing with his voice, especially at the beginning of that album, like Welcome to the Jungle, where he like does that guttural scream underneath the music. No one was really doing that, you know? And in a time where hair metal was our glam metal ruled, they they put the first nail in the coffin before grunge got a hold of them, right? So I think they they were the pioneers in a, um, and they, they took a lot of risks, right? So I, I will forever, you know, love Guns N' Roses. Um, like I said, the Illusions albums were things much like the Blink-182 album where I kind of appreciated later on um, just for its depth and its its weight and everything like that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm disappointed on this one for sure. But <laughs> um, know in your hearts that uh, the greatest thing Guns N' Roses ever did for me was Chinese um, democracy. Allow, allow, allow you to be... Uh, the guitarist you are so oh thanks James. Uh, for, for that for that Very i'm sweet. thankful for them um if this was velvet revolver oh we, we'd be having a different conversation hmm. uh, so take some solace in knowing that like 80 percent of the band isn't awful uh but it's it's going to be the foo fighters for me as well um at the end of the day and i'll i'll leave it that that short and sweet i think brutes wrapped up the foo fighters well i think cam you put an excellent bow on uh the brief time we had with guns and roses um, all right, so that leaves us with, uh, no surprise, the final four American bands, which are the four seeds, the top four seeds. Uh, so in the one versus four matchup, we've got the Eagles going up against number four, Metallica. There's no wrong answers from this point on, boys. Uh, it's Metallica for me. It really does boil down to personal preference, I think, when you get to this point of the bracket, right? Um... Yeah, I just, I, I can only do so much of the Eagles, not that I, it's it's hard to kind of explain, but they're fine, but I don't really get a lot out of them that I do get out of Metallica. Um, the only issue with Metallica that I've always kind of had is there's kind of a time and a place for it. They're not a band that I listen to, you know, every day, uh, not with other people all the time. Um, because for a lot of people, it's it's a little too intense. Um, whereas the Eagles, I think you can kind of just toss on, and most most people can get behind it. Um, and that is the argument for the Eagles. But having said that, I think Metallica is just a more interesting band on every front. But that's the style of music that I generally prefer. So, uh, Cam, tough because this is like two completely opposing forces kind of meeting together, right? It's you have the soft, mellow eagles and then you have metallica right so um yeah i would have to say metallica just because you know i mean it's hard like like once again it all depends on what you're basing it off of because you know it's yeah it's 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 just there's no like you mentioned there's no right or wrong answer but i think yeah i think metallica i would i would have to just leave it there fair enough uh we'll make it a clean sweep and I'll, i'll go three for three on the metallica front uh, all right, that leaves us with one more matchup in the U.S. for now. We've got number two Foo Fighters against number three Aerosmith. Uh, well, this is where I finally um, start shit talking them. I, I don't really love Aerosmith. Like they're they're good enough to make it where they've made it, but I didn't vote for them last time, and I certainly will not vote for them here. It's Foo Fighters for me for sure. I, I I'm really torn here. Um, I I'm fuck. I was gonna say. I had an argument for why I wasn't going to vote Foo Fighters, but it kind of applies to Aerosmith as well, so I, I don't want to be a uh, hypocrite uh, in, in that regard. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going to 
I'm going to go Aerosmith. Um, it's really just, again, like kind of like Brutes, you set it up last last matchup. It's personal preference at this point. I've, I've got a soft spot for, for what they've done for, you know, their entire careers. And um, their latest stuff is not anything to write home about. But that's kind of the point when you've been doing it for as long as they have that, you know, eventually it's just, it's not going to be the same. And it, maybe it, maybe it shouldn't be the same because uh, it just amplifies uh, their, their peak. Uh, you know, when they were at their highest, uh, they were, you know, probably the best band, the greatest band at the time from, um, from America uh, at the end of the day. Like, um, I, I know a couple of the bands could lay claim to that, that we've talked about to this point already, but, uh, yeah, for me, that's, it's Aerosmith. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's tricky. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I would probably go with Foo Fighters. I think, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's, you know, based on what I said last time, it's hard because like Aerosmith was, I think, one of the quintessential, you know, not at the time, but to come classic rock bands that came out of the out of the States because they, they encompassed everything. They had that charismatic front man. They had that really cool uh, guitar player, right? That, 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 you know, it turned out in his, in his style of playing. And then you had you had a really good rhythm section too, as far as you know, just driving it home and um, some really really good rhythm grooves in there as well. So it's it's yeah, it's tricky. Like you know, once again, it's it's hard because we're talking two completely different eras. We're talking about two bands who had an impact on the music on the you know music that was to come. But I would I would say probably you know I would have to go. But the thing is, like I, I I can make the argument that the Foo Fighters they reinvented themselves and everything else like that. But so did Aerosmith in the '80s, right? So I'm gonna have to go with the Foo Fighters. There it is, the long winding road to the Foo Fighters uh, getting into the finals here. Uh, that leaves us with the two and four seeds coming out of America. Not a huge winding, shock. Winding road. We should have had uh, should have just counted Cheryl Crow as a band. Uh, the day is a but, winding you know, road. Sure, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so there you go guys that concludes it for the american division uh hope you guys enjoyed the episode like i said it is part of a four-part series so uh we do have the foo fighters and metallica moving on to the elite eight and we will go through the elite eight at the end of episode four uh, when we try to crown a champion uh tune in tomorrow as that'll be when we have the uk division coming out uh so yeah lots uh Lots of great more music talk coming at you, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Just eat that! Leave us alone!
you want.